Happy Monday. So this is an unusual podcast episode because I actually have a little bit of structure that I am following (laughs) rather than just, hey, I want to answer this question or, hey, I want to speak to this particular thing. So this week we are over on the Member Ball Facebook page. We are running a curious to customer framework, uh, free training. And so each day on the Facebook page, we are posting something specific along the framework that we are teaching. Um, and it's super informal. We're not following, uh, we're going Facebook, uh, we're going live at, you know, a set time, um, because life is a little bonkers right now. And, uh, with two young kids, um, <laughs> I feel like every time Mike and I try, and and if you are just coming in uh, and new to Member Vault, Mike is uh, the Member Vault co-founder, and uh, he's also our CTO, and I'm the CEO and co-founder, the other co-founder of Member Vault. So uh, we have two young kids, and every time we try and pick a very specific uh, schedule that we're going to be following, I feel like the kids know, and behind the scenes, they're like, oh, we are going to wreck this plan. And so this is an experiment to to basically test getting this content out and helping people, um, but in a way that isn't stressful for us. So, and I know that um, our reality is very similar to a lot of people's reality right now in that it's very hard to keep to a schedule. So we don't really want to ask people to show up like at a set time every day for the week because I feel like that actually creates a lot of um, stress and anxiety. Like, ah, I got to make it to this Facebook Live and no, I didn't get it there in time. No, I missed it. And so instead, um, you know, we are just putting the content out every day and then we are curating it uh, inside of our member vault site so that people can have access to it, you know, throughout the, the training week. But then also, um, once the training week is over, you can always be able to access it at membervault.co forward slash C2C framework. So that's curious to customer framework. So C2C, uh, and sorry if there's a lot of background noise, my heater was on, my space heater in the closet was on and I turned it off to try and get the, the sound, uh, to go away. And it just kept blowing for, forever. And I just couldn't wait any longer because I'm almost out of work time for this morning. So, um, so today what I'm going to be talking about is how member vault is different from a typical funnel or launch system. Cause this is a super common question for people. Um, and we are asking you to do it a little bit differently and we have been doing it differently using our own member vault, um, for years now and we love it. It's so nice. So I'm actually coming from a background as an online business manager where I helped set up a ton of really complicated, um, kind of explode your brain funnels with lots of segmentation, lots of conditional content, lots of geeky stuff, right? Um, so I'm not actually, Mike is anti-funnel. You can get Mike to, to go on a real tear about funnels, but I'm actually, you know, I'm not anti-funnel. However, I do think that the way that we traditionally have built out funnels and built out launches, um, is kind of going the way of the dinosaurs. At the very least, it's super stressful and it's a lot to manage. And so um, we have kind of evolved Member Vault into a solution that is different than that. And so we have a lot of people that are coming in, um, signing up for free accounts and they're like, wait, I don't understand. Like, how is like, how do I do this? Because they're so indoctrinated into you have to do a funnel, you have to launch your stuff, you have to have an open shut cart, um, that it kind of is mind boggling to even imagine that there could be a different way. So, and we have made, and I'm not one to, I don't like dropping numerics, but we've made like over $300,000 using our member vault without having a typical launch or funnel system. So, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of our users have a lot of success with it. So it does work. Um, it often is a little bit of a longer game, I would say than like, and I, and I think that in a, there's a lot of people that are starting to come out of the woodwork here, um, talking about that are, you know, online strategists and they're talking about, you know, the long game 
is, is also the more lucrative game in, sense, in the sense that you are maximizing every potential sale. And if you're a heart-centered person, you're probably cringing because I'm using all these kind of like dollar sign um, descriptors. But the other way of saying it is like you're maximizing, maximizing how many people you can help because you're not creating these artificial constraints. So I personally, anytime I go back to trying, like I fall back into bad habits and I start setting something up in kind of like a launch style, um, I realize how incredibly stressful it is. And it's stressful for you as the creator and it's stressful for your audience because they're trying to figure out like, do I need to buy this thing before I lose access to the ability to buy it, right? So it creates a lot of artificial stress. And I would argue that like, that's never a good thing, but definitely not right now. Like none of us need extra stress. So um, more than ever, I think it's really important to look at you can do this in a different way. You can sell online in a different way. It does not have to be the typical funnel or launch system. So if you are not super familiar with funnels, let's, I'm just going to basically do like a breakdown, a very quick breakdown of what funnels are and what launches are um, so that you can kind of identify whether that's something that you have been doing or feeling like you need to do. And then how, how Member Vault is different and how to maximize using Member Vault. And I promise that it's actually really simple. Uh, we have so many people that <laughs> when they sign up for a free account, they're like, I'm really confused. Like it's kind of, by, kind of boggling my mind. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, and it's different for everybody, but they'll come into our, our collaborative uh, user community and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, how did I not get this? This is so easy. Like I, this is, I'm like so excited. Like I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited at all the possibility. Um, and so it clicks for people at different places. Um, but it's really not complicated. And I think that's actually the, one of the most appealing parts is that funnels and launches can be incredibly complicated, but member vault is not complicated. If you follow our strategies, it's not complicated. And that's, part of why we did it the way that we did is to is to take all that stress and complication out of your life so that you can just be getting your offers to really serve people out there and let them choose and give them the opportunity to choose um and so it kind of puts the once you have your member vault site built out and you have your offers um that are in there and you've validated them and you know you know that people actually need them because that's a different piece of the puzzle that's an actual like business piece is to figure out what people want to buy right but once you have that figured out and you put it inside of the shell of your member vault site, all you, all you have to do is to stay front of mind with people and give them the opportunity to buy. So we'll talk about that a little bit more at the, uh, towards the end of this episode. So to start with funnels. <laughs> so I think that, like I said, I, I have a background in building funnels. And so I'm very familiar with people often think that funnels, you know, it's a bad word. Like I said, Mike hates funnels, like with a vehemence, like, I don't even know where this came from, but like, he has got like, massive chip on his shoulder about funnels, um, which is always hilarious because like someone will ask about funnels in our collaborative group and I'll go in there and he'll have like a, have a little tear in the comment thread. I'm like, Mike, like, no, I don't agree with that. Like (laughs) funnels aren't necessarily bad, um, depending on how you do it. Right. So, uh, some people have very, a lot of people have very strong feelings about funnels. They feel like it's a really bad word. They feel like it's scammy or pushy or whatever, or that you're like, like a robot, like it's, it's very cold and personal. Like there's so many negative feelings about funnels. Um, but even more than that, the thing that I don't like about funnels as someone that used to build funnels is that they can be overly complex to manage if you're trying to build it out into a really successful funnel. Uh, and so it's super overwhelming if you're not an email marketing geek like I am. Um, if you're not a tech brain like I am, like it can be super overwhelming. Like I can, I love the tasty nuggets of 
like let's run retargeting ads and let's let's you know show this conditional content to certain people that have done this or done this right like I love that kind of false container of control um and I say false because in reality people have different email addresses like I can't even tell you how often that happens where you have this beautiful like created crafted funnel that like is only going to show certain offers to certain people and then you have people come through that are getting multiple offers because they're signed up with multiple email addresses. It happens all the time. And so you have this feeling like that you're protected and that you're, you're showing certain people certain things and that it's all this like beautiful uh, snowflake and it's so controlled and everything, but it's not <laughs> because the reality is, is that people are going to see what they're going to see. And so it's much better in my opinion to be just really, really transparent and give people the opportunity to choose whatever is going to be the best fit for them. Um, and across the board, you know, not just doing discounts for certain segments, but like, you know, uh, so for, for when I say certain segment, um, discounts for certain segments, like I think this is a really common thing for SaaS companies is like they'll give a discount on their tool to people that they think are hot leads, but they won't give it to everyone else. And we realized like early on that we really wanted to basically just have our, our SaaS price. So software as a service, uh, so member vaults price, um, we wanted to make it a price that like everyone has access to you what you see is what you get you can't discount it now we do do incentives like we um will boost your account like we'll do really fun things like that to our existing customers so so for example our mastermind that we just launched uh we include that for free for our lifetime buyers right so like we do incentivize things for our clients but one of the things that i've seen a lot of SaaS tools do is and this is a funnel is that they will give a special price to new customers but like they won't share that with their entire list so they're like if you join in the next two weeks like you can get 50 percent off right but if you don't then like you're not going to get that um and that creates like a lot of angst and because again there are people that are going first of all there's going to be people that share that online um you can't keep them from doing that and then there's going to be people that are signed up with multiple email addresses or they'll feel like you know, oh, I, re- I saw that discount and I missed it. So I'm going to create a new email address so that I can get that discount. Right. So, um, it just creates like all this snarly mess. And of course, just the, on the admin side, like actually creating expiring discounts, um, is, is a lot of stress and it's a lot of work. So, um, yes, these things work. Um, but they also, you're not seeing the damage that it can do and that you are, uh, and that's what I'm going to talk about next is when people fall out of your funnel. So a typical funnel you have, let's say you have like a challenge that your free challenge that you're running, and then you are going to funnel them into this paid offer. And you're only going to share this one paid offer and you're going to share it on like email three of the sequence. And you're going to share it on email three, email four, email five, email six. And you're going to kind of get like a more aggressive, aggressive, aggressive towards the end. Like, oh, you're about to run out of time. Like, da, 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 right. Like uh, whatever your strategy is in your funnel. But usually there's like increasing urgency towards the end of the funnel because you're wanting to basically squeeze every last drop out of your funnel before it ends, which is an icky feeling. Yes. So um, but people fall out of your funnel. So let's say for example, you ran this challenge and then you have a like five or six email sequence, um, or even seven, eight, nine, ten. like people have some really elaborate setups and they, let's say they are like really, really engaged with the challenge and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally feeling this. Like I really, really want to work with this person. 
and then they go on vacation. And again, this is, or maybe they get sick. Maybe they're taking care of someone that's sick to be relevant to the time period that we're all in right now. Like people aren't going on vacations, but they are having to take care of people that are sick. Um, or they are just like completely burnt out and they're having to kind of opt out from their inbox for a while just to detox. And so people quote unquote fall out of the funnel and they miss those offers. Um, or what I think often happens is that they kind of get jaded, right? Like you lose that momentum. Um, and so when they actually start getting the offer, they're like, eh, like, eh, I'm on to, I'm on to something else. I don't even know how many times it happened has happened to me where I have sort of gotten obsessive and like total fangirl about someone that I've discovered that is, you know, offering a solution or it has a freebie around a solution that I need. Um, and I can't find out how to just buy something from them because they have a very, very, um, rigid funnel. And so it's like, you have to sign up for this freebie. You have to go through the freebie and then five days from now, then you're going to get the offer. Well, what if I don't open that email or what if five days from now I've already found someone else that can help me? I mean, we all have incredibly short attention spans. And so that's when people are falling out of your funnel. And so you're losing the opportunity to either, depending on if you want to talk about revenue, you're, you're missing the opportunity to maximize your revenue, but you're also um, losing the opportunity to maximize how many people you serve. So that's kind of like the, the end thing on my opinion about funnels is you are not maximizing what people can buy. So I'm not anti-creating email sequences. So essentially a funnel is an email sequence. Um, but rather than driving them to one offer, which typically that's how funnels work, is that they are really pushing one offer, we recommend that you can still do email sequences. But while you are guiding them on, let's say you have, let's say you, we'll just stick with the challenge example. Let's say you have a challenge and then you have a low cost offer that you want people to buy that's a course or some kind of like digital package or whatever. Uh, and then you have some like upsells after that, right? So instead of just pushing them to the low cost offer and being like, okay, like I'm going to make them buy that. And then once they buy that, then I will let them choose these other things. Instead, what we say is link them into your member vault to that specific low cost offer, but know that when they click into that, they can click around and look at the other things. So maybe, and this happens, there's, this is a specific buyer type. They don't want the low cost offer. They want your time. They want whatever your most premium package is, right? And so by making them go through a funnel, you're going to lose the opportunity for them to just immediately impulse buy. Like I found you yesterday, but you're so clearly the person that I want to work with. I'm going to buy your $3,000 package, right? Like that does happen. And so when you have a traditional funnel, you're not giving them the opportunity to choose for themselves what is the best fit. So that's what we love about Member Vault is that you can create a very guided email sequence, which is also a funnel, right? But it's not following the traditional um, kind of belief system of funnels, which is like only send them one thing. Um, and so instead you can guide them in your your email sequence. I think that's really important. We have an email sequence for our onboarding where we're like, you know, we know that you just came in. You are a new user. You have different needs than someone that has been on our email list for two years, right? So that is not a bad thing. Email sequences are not bad. Um, but I do think that when they start getting like really, really complicated where you have like 12 emails, unless you're going out on like maternity leave or something, if you have like 12 emails that people are going through, um, it is a very easy, especially if you were sending them to one offer, it is a very easy for those to get outdated very quickly. So that's another thing that I really like about using Member Vault is that you can be sending them to your Member Vault and have a very long email sequence. So for example, if you're going on maternity leave or something where you're going to need to be away from the office for a while and not be able to, to send emails, 
um, you can send them to your member vault account and it will allow you to kind of like make tweaks on the back end without impacting the email sequence. So if you're just like providing value in the email sequence and you're like, here are the ways that I can help you. And then it gives you a lot more flexibility uh, and opportunities to make tweaks in your member vault site versus tweaks in your email sequence um, that will keep that fresh and new and exciting and like all that good stuff. So, um, but again, I do think that overall, like really long email sequences or email funnels um, become very weighty and out of date very quickly. So for example, like if you had a 12 email sequence funnel um, that you were sending people through when coronavirus hit, like all of a sudden all those emails are going to be kind of tone deaf. Like they're not going to be um, related to what people are experiencing. And I did have that happen in my inbox where like I would get these emails and I'm like, that is so not related to what everyone's experience is right now. Like clearly that is, clearly I'm in their funnel and um, they have not updated it. So if you do have a funnel running right now and you haven't updated it, um, definitely go do that and just throw some stuff at the very top. Um, make a few tweaks so that it is not going to land as a tone deaf email. I, I did that um, within the first week of coronavirus. Like I went through and I updated our onboarding emails uh, just to be like, you're like, yeah, this is kind of a weird time. And like, um, you know, and then of course, when we did the, our special freebie that's for people that are, you know, needing to be agile right now, which is pretty much any business owner. Um, you know, I added the link to that as well. So using member vault can allow you to, to have a funnel if you'd like, and make it a little bit more agile, make it a little bit more multi-layered, uh, and give people the opportunity to buy. So we're not anti-funnel. Well, I'm not anti-funnel, Mike is, but really we're not anti-email uh, sequence. So that's funnels. Um, the, the old way of doing funnels where you only send, it's very rigid. You only send them to one offer. It's like a squeeze page or a sales page that has like an upsell, downsell, blah, 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 blah. Um, it has this very like controlled, hyper-controlled thing about it that we don't believe in. It's, 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 it kind of goes against transparency um, and it does not allow people to choose. So um, that is the argument for funnels, for not using the old school funnel. Then the next thing um, is that launches. So I've run a lot of launches. Uh, I've run traditional launches and then I've run kind of like pop-up launches through member vault. So launches are stressful no matter how you do it because it's a lot of work all up, you know, all at once. And you got to get all these like moving pieces uh, and you got to be sending out a lot of emails and you got to be really present. You got to be available to answer questions. And like, it's pretty stressful um, unless you have a really big team. And unless you kind of have been doing this launch multiple times and you sort of, ha it's like a very smooth, <laughs> you're repurposing a lot of content. Like you already know how it goes. You know, the kind of questions that people have, uh, and when they have them and all that good stuff. But if you're, if this is the first time you've launched this offer, or if you're not familiar to launches, they are stressful. There is no way around it. Um, they are a lot of work. So again, if you have a big team, less work for you, but you still are managing people. You're still answering questions again, unless you're like an Uber business owner that like is launching the same thing over and over again, you have it all figured out, but that is not most people. So then launches compress your timeline. This is actually one of the things that I like least about launches is that you are saying, Hey, I am going to open this thing for the X amount of days and then it's going to close and you are going to lose your chance. Right. And so I don't think that plays really well right now anyway, because I think that 
people are not wanting to be pressured. They're already really stressed out. It's not generous of you. It is not supportive for you to be like, here's the thing. Now, I do see a lot of people still running launches. I see them running open and shut um, carts. And the reason why is because they do work, right? So I'm going to, they do work, period. But um, they are not the long game. Like we already talked about, the long game is if you give people the opportunity to make the choice, like they might not buy in the week that you tell them to buy, but they might buy two weeks later they might buy a month later and they're and it feels so much better to not pressure them so you're playing the long game and honestly um you know all of the online strategists that I've that I follow that you know are really on board with this concept they've done a lot of calculations in terms of you can make so much more money you can help so many more people if you don't have these artificial timelines that you are making people choose during this one week. So again, especially right now where people might be in the hospital, they might have friends or family in the hospital, like they might be detoxing from their inbox. Like a week is actually a pretty short time. Like they could totally miss your launch, like, or they could be really busy with work or whatever. Right. And so they just miss, they miss that you're doing this thing. And so what I see with a lot of people, especially newer business owners is they feel like they have to have an open shut cart. They have to do it a week long oh my gosh, got to get all this stuff done, got to get the offer in there, got to get the emails written, got to blah, 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 right? Oh my gosh, people are not opening my emails. I'm not going to get enough sales. What do I do? I said I was going to shut this cart, like, but I didn't get enough people in. And so then it becomes an integrity thing because you've said that you're going to shut the cart and you've enforced all these people to jump on and and buy, right? So then there's going to be a lot of emails where people are like, should I buy this? Like, is this a good fit? Um, and one of the things that we've done when we have had urgency offers in the past, like we did a founding offer where it was the last time you could get an unlimited account. And we did a founding hundred offer that had like special bonuses, blah, blah, blah. And that was something that we did last year. And we only took a hundred people. And so we actually had a ton of people emailing us and being like, ah, I have so much FOMO around this, like, but I can't afford it. Should I get it? Like, should I put it on my credit card? And it felt so much better to me to say, no, like you don't like you can still use any member vault account. Like you don't have to have this account. Like, yes, you're going to miss out on the bonuses, but it is not worth stressing yourself out. So that is how we run our business. And it feels so much better to me to be able to tell people like, yeah, like don't buy it then. Like if you can't afford it, it's going to keep you up at night. Like if it's not a good fit for you right now, there will be a better fit down the road. And so I think that a lot of times when you're doing launches, because you know that you have this you, you have this um, metric that you're trying to hit, you know, your good, better, best or whatever it is. Like you have, I want 10 people on my, or 20 people in my membership before I close the doors or, or my course or whatever, um, that it can make you feel the scarcity of like, if someone emails me and they're not sure they should buy it, I need to convince them that it's the right thing for them. And I think that's where a lot of bad, icky online stuff has come from is that like, scarcity and urgency and compression where you're like, it's okay. If they, if they, if they truly don't believe that they can afford it, like it's my job to help them understand that they need to invest in themselves, even if they have to put it on a credit card. Right. And so there's been like a lot of stuff like that, um, that has happened in the online world. And there's a big stink where like, I can't believe they pressured these people, but it's like, I can understand where that came from, where that problem came from. And it all came from this compression of you have to get all of your sales within one week period before you lose the opportunity. The other thing that's out of integrity that I see a lot is that people have compressed their timeline. They do an open shut cart for a week or whatever it is. Sometimes it's 14 days, although the the average is usually a week. 
and they're getting towards the end of it and they're like, ah, um, not enough people have joined or they have tech issues and, or so (laughs) I'm doing finger quotes, supposed tech issues, right? So that's what people are going to think. Even if you do legitimately have tech issues, um, where like people couldn't join or they couldn't join with a discount or they couldn't join with the whatever, right? Like the link didn't work or whatever. Um, and you send an email after the, the cart closes and you're like, I'm opening it for another 24 hours because you know, tech gremlins, blah, blah, blah. People are going to read that and kind of do the raised eyebrow. Like, Mm, did you really have tech issues or are you trying to kind of maximize your last sales? Uh, and so it creates just like all this ick. Uh, and it's just unnecessary in my opinion, because there's other things that you can do to give that urgency and that, and make it fun and collaborative and not have that ick and take the pressure off yourself. Cause it's like, okay, maybe those emails didn't land well. I can do more next week. Like I can, like I haven't given myself this false deadline that I now have to just like ram my email list until I get as many sales as possible. Because now it's like, okay, there's just so much more space when you don't have an open shut cart in my opinion, right? So this is all predicated with, on my opinion and what I've seen work and what I've seen work for us uh, what feels better for me and all that good stuff. So I'm not vilifying you if you are launching. Um, I am just saying that there is a different way and that you can still launch your signature offer, for example. Um, if you know, you don't have to completely rework your entire business strategy just based on this one podcast episode or just because of what we're saying. But I want to make sure that you know that there's another way that you can do it. So launch your signature offer the way that you've been doing with your typical open shut cart. But I always recommend having a downsell because this is the other thing. Launches make people wait. So if I can't, if I miss the emails or if I couldn't afford it or whatever, now I have to wait to get your help. Because a lot of people that do launches, like that's the only way to work with them. Like that's the only thing that they're currently doing. And so there's no other way to work with them. And that just makes me really sad because if we are out here to try and support people and help people, like that never goes away, whether there's a car, a, a launch cart open or not, right? Like I, I want you to always be available to be of service in a paid capacity. That's my opinion. Rather than like three launches a year and the rest of it is freebies. And so those launches have to comprise your entire revenue for the year, which increases all that stress and you got to do it the right way. And like, oh my gosh, no one's, you know, opening the email or like coronavirus just hit. And that was my one launch. And like, that was my revenue for the entire year. Cause I'm not doing anything else. Like, oh my gosh, so much stress, like so much unnecessary stress. So I highly recommend that you always have something in a paid capacity that people can buy from you, even if you're going to launch your signature offers um, with the typical open shut cart, because it does work in the short term, right? The urgency will make people join more in like a big flurry. But my argument is the long game you will make if you left that open and just used other methods that you would actually make more revenue from that offer than through the open shut cart. But it is really fun to see all those sales come through. I will tell you, I can see that point of it, right? Like it is really fun when you are doing a launch and during that week, you just see like all these sales coming through or it's really scary if there are no sales coming through and you have no flexibility to change how you are marketing it, to ask why people aren't buying and then make some changes in the messaging or in the delivery. It gives you no space for flexibility. So that's why I don't like launches. Um, And here's the thing. So you can create urgency in other ways. So you can do live content. Um, So like, let's say, for example, it's a course, but you're going to do a live call, really push right before the live call. Like if you join now, you also get access to this live call after the live call, like we'll have the replay, but like, there's going to be all these fun things happening on the live call. And if you don't buy, buy, you know, two days from now, like you're going to miss the live call. Like that's real. 
that's real urgency and it works. Um, special pricing that goes away, bonuses that go away, more promotions at certain times. So let's say it's always available, but you do certain like big pushes like throughout the year where it fits for you or if it's for your audience where they're more likely to be interested in buying it. So there's all the different ways that you can do it with, it still kind of gets that like launch energy going, but doesn't have the stress load of like, if I mess this up, that I, I now have to decide whether I like extend my cart, which is kind of like an icky integrity thing. Um, cause you've been telling people that you're, you know, that they have to buy by X date. Um, and you know, just like all the other like stress and like, ugh, of launches. Uh, and so the other thing, and I didn't, I think I kind of got a little bit, <laughs> you can see I'm pretty passionate about this. Um, you can always launch your signature offer, right. In your typical open shut cart style. But, um, even if you want to do that, I would say that it would be really awesome. And remember what makes it really easy for you to do this, to have a downsell. So this was something that I've shared with a couple of the people that I've worked with one-to-one and they were like, Oh, that's such a good idea. Like you can use, so if you have your course or whatever inside of member vault, what you can do is you can just like copy a module and turn it into a downsell, which is like a taster package for the, uh, for the main offer. So it's like, okay, like I missed the cart. They closed the cart. Can't get it anymore, but look, I can still buy basically like the first, the one Oh one or the first month or the first like starter package to get me moving forward. And then I'm going to be that much more interested in buying the full thing most likely, um, or something else that you want to offer um, down the road. So it could be like a pop-up offer or something like that. And that's like, gives you like an amazing segment of people that really wanted to buy, maybe couldn't afford it or just missed it or whatever. You're giving them the option to buy the downsell, which is like a taster package, get some help from you, get some value and a paid capacity. And then that is an amazing segment for you to create other offers too. So those, this is my thing, like give people options. So (laughs) I have a feeling it's going to be like my longest podcast episode so far. Uh, if you do a launch, be sure people can always buy other things from you always. Um, and then how to maximize your member vault. So basically everything that we talked about in this episode. So give your people options, stay front of mind by linking to your member vault. Uh, so one way that I love, 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 love how people do this. And I see the other people, I see people use this method that aren't using member vault. So like, this is, this is just like an email marketing strategy here at the bottom of your emails, every email that you send to your list have three ways you can get support from me or three ways you can work with me link to something that's free inside of your member vault account link to something that's low cost and then link to like you're like super supportive or link to your discovery call or link to whatever it is right right like look at your different journeys of ways that people can work with you i would highly recommend that one of them is free one of them is low cost or low friction. And then one of them is like a really great way for them to get that higher level support. Like the people that we were talking about in this episode that like, will choose your $3,000 package after only signing up for your email list like a day before. Right. So, um, highly recommend that you can play around with it. You can leave it the same. Like you can, and by play around with that, I mean like every other email or something, you can change what you say. Um, but that gives, that makes it so easy for people to self-select what they need. Uh, and so if they maybe don't open two emails because they weren't feeling good or cause they were detoxing from their inbox and then they get that email, they're like, Oh yeah, like I really wanted to work with her or him and boom. So they click. So I highly recommend doing that. Then link to your member vault site on your website. Um, that's a huge thing that a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I totally didn't think about that. So like you put it on your footer, you can put it in your menu, um, just link out to your member vault site so people can be bouncing back and forth and, and the footer of your member vault site link to your website. Um, and then on social, 
one of the things that I've seen that's really cool is like people will take their Facebook timeline um, or whatever social media platform that they're on that has kind of like an anchored image and they will make sure that they have their member vault site link on that image. So it's like, you can always get all my resources or you can see how you can work with me. Just go here. Right. So again, like you're just creating all of these opportunities for people to check out how they can um, get help from you and how they can work with you. Uh, and then learn the information that, uh, or I'm sorry, use the information that you learn about your people, right? So if they are logged into your account, um, and that's one of the things that we do that, that we call one-click links. So in emails that you send, you can't do this on social, but on emails that you send, you can do one-click links that automatically log the person when they click on. If they have an account with your member vault site, like they can click on that link and it will automatically log them and take them to the product that you link to. And so one of the benefits of that is obviously it's super slick and it's, it makes it a really great user experience for them because they don't have to like put in their username and their password, but also it automatically logs them in, which means that we are member vault is tracking all the behaviors for you. So, um, you know, what are they completing? What are they looking at? Like, what are they, what other products are they looking at? They don't have access to. And that's how you get your warm and hot leads, which is what we're going to be going over this week. So it's basically like, Today is all about like, how are we different? Tomorrow is going to be, we're going to be having a conversation with Katrina and Mike talking about, you know, the evolution of a member vault account. Um, because I think that a lot of people come in and they think they need to have like a fully built out, um, site, like we have, like our inspiration accounts and they get really overwhelmed. So talking about, um, the evolution of an account and how it takes time. And then we're going to just be going all the way into how to go from no leads like no one's going into your member vault account to warm leads, how to take your warm leads to your hot leads, and then what to do when you have hot leads. So we always have a ton of hot leads um, in our member vault site. And it's like, okay, there's a bunch of different strategies. It's not just one way to handle that. Um, but if you don't have any leads, that's obviously a different kind of problem. And so that's um, something that we're going to be going into this week. So when they are logged into your member vault site and they are clicking around, they are giving you all of this data that you can learn about your people. You can see that they're really interested in this one lesson or they're, everyone's completing this one lesson. No one's completing this other one. Maybe I need to change the name of that lesson or maybe they are interested in that topic. Gives you an opportunity to like learn all this stuff about your people. Um, and then, of course, quiz questions get them involved in conversations, be transparent. So this is a big thing that I believe in. It's not on you to be a sales expert. Like you do not have to be this like professional launching funnel builder. Like you're an expert in what you're helping them with. So let go of not having all the answers about your offers and not having all your, all the answers about how you're launching stuff. Instead, just have conversations with your people, give them the peek behind the curtain, like that you're figuring out the best way to serve them get their feedback. People love to be involved. So that's been a game changer for me. Like it takes so much stress off. Now it's really fun. I can just be like, Hey, I was thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? And everyone's like, Oh yeah, that's really awesome. Or like, or it'll be crickets. Right. Or like, eh. um, so it's, it takes a lot of stress off because now you can have a conversation instead of you having to be the one that has all the answers always, and that you're always doing it the right way. Right. Cause that's where all that stress comes from. So tomorrow, I think this is long enough already. Um, tomorrow, Katrina and Michael are having that conversation about the evolution of an account and it'll be on our Facebook page. Uh, so you can just search for member vault on Facebook. Um, and then it will be going over into our member vault site. Uh, as soon as it goes live on our Facebook page, we'll be putting it over in the, in our member vault site. And you can go there and see it membervault.co forward slash C2C framework. And I went ahead and I made a pretty link for the C2C. So whether you do a numeric or you write out to, it will take you there. 
So one more time, that is membervault.co forward slash C2C framework. If this was helpful, I would love for you to post in the collaborative. Um, let me know if you disagree with me. Let me know if this was this gave you some epiphanies. Uh, you can go to membervault.co forward slash collab um, and do a post. I'm so curious because I know that this is definitely an emotional topic when you are thinking about not having to do funnels or not having to do launches or maybe you are a launch strategist and you totally disagree with me. I am totally on board with people being uh, on the other side and because there is no right or wrong way. Like we all have our own way of doing these things, but these are my opinions. I would love to hear from you. You can post that at membervault.co forward slash collab. Um, or if you'd rather email me, you can email me at Aaron at membervault.co and let me know what you think about this episode. Mm-hmm.